As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Matt Drudge is one of these mysteries wrapped in an enigma. After using his popular website to help Donald Trump get elected in 2016, he's now turned against the president and uses it to hammer Trump daily, often very dishonestly. Drudge has been labeled everything from the Walter Cronkite of his era to a dangerous menace. But actual statements from the notoriously reclusive man himself are extremely rare. To discuss this, we're joined now by Matthew Leshek. He was an investigative reporter for the New York Daily News, covering stories like the Trayvon Martin case, BP oil spill, and the tragedy at Newtown. His new book, The Drudge Revolution, The Untold Story, How Talk Radio, Fox News, and a Gift Shop Clerk with an Internet Connection took down the mainstream media. The book will be released tomorrow, and you can pre-order it now on Amazon. Matt, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jim. I really appreciate it. You know, this is a very timely book. I've been trying to figure out what's going on with uh, Drudge for some time. I stopped going to his site, but it became such a habit over so many years. When I sit down at my keyboard to uh, see what's going on in the news, my fingers will automatically start typing out Drudge Report. (laughs) But, you know, we know almost nothing about Matt Drudge. He, uh, he, I remember he came to prominence about a decade ago when nobody else would touch the Monica Lewinsky story. He broke it on his site and uh, has never turned back. I think it's the number one aggregator site on the Internet. What did you find out when you were writing this book? So I think one of the biggest misconceptions and mistakes people make when they're trying to analyze Matt Drudge and a Drudge report is they're looking at Matt through a political lens. My research, and going over more than 20 years of the Drudge Report and talking to more than 200 people and going through court documents, what becomes extremely obvious is Matt isn't motivated by political ideology or alliance to a party. His loyalty runs to his website. Um, Let me give you an example. Andrew Breitbart used to be running uh, the George Report as the AM editor for years. And back in 2008, Andrew became absolutely convinced that Matt was in the tank for then-Senator Barack Obama. So Andrew would, like, post – do you remember the Reverend Wright story? I do. Yeah. So Andrew would begin posting the Reverend Wright story, trying to get it to gain momentum, and Matt, from whatever location he was at, would take those links down and replace it with something more favorable – to Obama. And finally, Andrew, Andrew Breitbart got very upset and, and asked Matt why he was doing this. And Matt's response was very telling. He said, you know, an Obama presidency might be terrible for the country, but it's going to be great for my website. Mm. And it, it's really hard to argue with, with his results because at least partially 
I can't think of more than a handful of people who profited more off of an Obama presidency those eight years than Matt Drudge. I mean, his, his net worth is north of $100 million, according to published reports. So, you know, a lot of people are wondering, why is Matt, you know, why is Matt Drudge and his website, why is he anti-Trump right now? And I, I, I you know, the answer to me is very obvious. Um, Matt's making a business decision, nothing more, nothing less. Now, whether that business decision ends up paying off, it's a whole nother story. Well, I can't imagine a Biden presidency would be uh, terribly exciting, uh, you know, and and generate clicks. But uh, going with your theory there, it did occur to me that with all of the uh, tech censorship coming out of Silicon Valley, that he may have decided that uh, he wants to get back on the right side of the political spectrum in order to keep them from suppressing his site. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. I mean, I think I think he just wants more page clicks. And if you look back under some of the biggest names in conservatism, they traditionally do better under Democratic administrations. Think of Rush Limbaugh's uh, historic rise under Clinton. Right. Well, um, Um, what I was thinking is if Drudge wanted clicks now, as opposed to, you know, in the next administration, then it doesn't make sense to just parrot the left-wing media. They already control about 95% people, about half the country, that are anxious to read um, coverage, positive coverage of the Trump administration, have very few outlets, but Drudge has abandoned them. I'm just kind of you know, exploring this theory with you. And, and that's, a great, that's a great point. Um, now, also keep in mind, though, that Matt – back in 2015, took a lot of criticism from people for his fierce support of Donald Trump. I mean, his support was so blatant that Ted Cruz, in several interviews, said that the tipping point in that election, in the primaries, and the reason that that Donald Trump rose to become the general election candidate was because of Matt Drudge's campaign um, in his website. So, you know... And, and that seemed to have paid off very well for him, both in terms of influence at the time and eyeballs to his website. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't exactly, I, I'm not talking to Matt Drudge, and he's, he, he keeps extremely close, close circle of people he, he does communicate with. He lives out in the but swamps uh, west of Miami. I promise you this, he has a plan. Yeah, he has a plan. And this isn't <laughs> this isn't a scattershot emotional decision that he's making. He thinks that I'm convinced absolutely that Matt thinks that this is the best interest of his website. Well, Matt Drudge writes very, very little original content. He's an aggregator. He's sort of become uh, the editor uh, for for most of people's news consumption, or I should say the majority of people's yeah. news consumption. How did he uh, – what can you tell us about the man, uh, you know, his history, how he came to this prominent position, um, and how uh, how bizarre is it that he is such a huge influence on America? It's, it's a fascinating story. Um, I would argue that there is no single individual more influential 
on the way that we consume media than Matt Rudge. And, and nobody knows anything about this guy. I mean, he's a complete recluse. Doing publicity for this book, all these articles coming out, um, profiling it, they're using pictures of Matt Drudge from circa 1998 because he hasn't even had his picture taken in more than a decade. So as somebody who's kind of geeked out over journalism my whole life and has been a journalist, the idea of pulling the curtain back and seeing what was really happening fascinated me. And the story that I was able to tell about this, young Matt Drudge, who grew up in a remarkably dysfunctional family, um, basically with zero education. I mean, I think he finished 355th out of 365 students in his high school graduating class. Where, where did he, he go to, to high school? rise up, um, Silver Springs, Maryland, near Tacoma park, gotcha. which is like a DC suburb. Yep. But this, this kid was able to rise up and essentially usurp the entire media landscape. And I was also able to tell like that broader story about how the pop, this populist wave in media helped usher in the Trump presidency. And when you, you know, everybody kind of wants to know how we got to this place in media that we're at, which is an extremely interesting and strange place. And I think you could kind of pivot back to that moment when Matt Rudge um, took that Newsweek story that was going to be held about Bill Clinton and an intern and, you know, up until that point, I mean, you, you remember, Jim, we had a few networks back in the 90s. We had Rush, Limbaugh on the conservative side, but it was basically a few editors decided what we had, what information we had access to. Right. If they didn't want us to know something about Clinton or Reagan or JFK, the public didn't, wouldn't know. And when they decided to hold the Clinton story and Matt Drudge, with the internet, changed all that with one click of his mouse pad. You could argue and that from he, that point he, forward, he changed, there is no holding the story. Yeah, I was going to say you could argue that he changed our coverage of news and, and degraded its standards because you know you see a lot of news now that just goes with one anonymous source, doesn't bother with the old journalistic standards right. of you know having at least two sources because they're afraid that somebody like Matt Drudge and there are more than you know there are legions of Matt Drudges now. Uh, we'll break the story and scoop them. Exactly. And on the positive side of that, I mean, I, I'm a fan of more information, the better, even bad information. Give, give it, give it all to me. Let me decide. Um, I think we were, the, the American public wasn't being served very well when these gatekeepers, self-appointed gatekeepers of the media were filtering what we had access to, but you know, you take the good with the bad and it, it's obviously a lot of bad too. I've heard a lot of theories that uh, that somebody bought up the Drudge site, and uh, and that's uh, behind its change in uh, political outlook, and uh, and even you know people have uh, theorized that it was George Soros and other big money globalists that uh, moved in. Were you able to shed any light on that? Yeah, theory? It, it's not true. It's it's absolutely not true. Um, I have a scene in my book where. Matt Drudge makes a rare visit and it's a public appearance and it's at Andrew Breitbart's funeral who was his friend and, and worked for Matt since the very beginning of his website. And Steve Bannon goes up to him and they begin talking and Matt asks, you know, what, what's going to happen to Andrew's, you know, websites and everything. And, and, and Bannon says, yeah, it's full speed ahead. And Matt looks at him and says, I would never let somebody else put, put their name on my website. When I'm gone, the site's gone. 
And I also had information that a NBA owner who I can't name offered Matt an obscene amount of money for his website um, several years ago. And Matt declined it for the same reason. He could never imagine somebody else using his name. Do you know if there was ever a personal relationship between Matt Drudge and and uh, Donald Trump? I know that Trump during 2016 sang his praises and called him a great man, but I don't know if they've ever spoken. They have. Um, they had dinner together. They were at least two White House visits, one with Ann Coulter. But the biggest relationship was with Jared Kushner. And uh, your audience might know this, but dating back to the late 90s, every single campaign had something known as a drudge whisperer on staff. And that was a person who was a campaign staffer whose main job was to form some kind of relationship and hopefully influence the drudge report. And I think um, the Trump campaign did really well to choose Jared because he, as a former publisher of the New York observer had a history of journalism and knew the impact of Matt. Um, so the main connection between the Trump campaign and Matt was through Jared. And in my book, I have emails from the campaign from Matt Drudge to the campaign, the campaign. So they really coordinated quite effectively to coalesce the, the right to get, to get Trump over the, over the hump. So Matt Drudge, he uh, he grows up in Silver Springs, Maryland. Decides he wants to go to Hollywood. Gets a job as a a page and a uh, a, a souvenir store clerk out at <laughs> one of the big studios. He he gets a lot of insider information, um, you know, by uh, gossiping there. Puts together this graphic free website in the early days of the internet, and and rides this all the way up to a hundred million dollar fortune, living out in the swamps. Uh, of the Everglades, is there any indication that uh, Matt Drudge is uh, is ever you know going to come out and uh, and be a public figure, or is he going to continue to uh, to be this mystery man behind the curtain? So back in two thousand, I'll back in two thousand seven, there was this article written about Matt, and I believe it was in New York Magazine. It was written by Barry Weiss, and it was a fantastic article, and it was the first time. Anybody talked even a tiny bit about Matt's personal life, and it wasn't much, and it was overall a positive article. Um, this uh, traumatized is too strong of a word. This really disturbed Matt, and a day later, he quit his radio show of ten years. Oh man, I had forgotten about the radio the show. That's right. It used to yeah. come on Sunday evenings WABC, at, at Sunday night. That's right. It was actually a really great show. Um, and he, you know, he'd, he'd had a lot of great sources, so he had so much information. But after that article came out, just touching slightly on his personal life, Matt met a friend at a bar, and he said, look, um, this website is going to be more powerful if I can take my face off of it, be the man behind the curtain. And from that point forward, he hasn't shown his face. Well, you He's know, making, now that, again, you know, a business decision. Now that you mentioned that, uh, it was shortly after his his show went off the air that his uh, his site started carrying a lot of very uh, uh, pro LGBTQ arguments. Uh, it, there was uh, never a time when he didn't miss, you know, coverage from uh, covering from a positive point of view 
um, you know, gay marriage or uh, transsexual right or transgender rights. Um, is it possible that he's, uh, you know, his uh, reclusiveness is related to that? Is, is, so. is he a closeted homosexual that can't come to terms with it or, or it's theory? Um, Spit, you know, I, spitballing to, here. I, I don't get into psychoanalyzing. I don't get into like psychoanalyzing. <laughs> oh, that's what we do here. It's a theory, Matt? right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think most, <laughs> I think most likely uh, I, he's never – this is the thing. He's never been a conservative. He just described himself in the past as a libertarian, but he's – we look at him through this lens of conservatism because his big break came on trashing Bill Clinton with largely true stories. Um, but he's, he, that's not who he is. Yeah. That was just tabloid. That. That's just tabloid stuff. Um, it really didn't have a, a, a political motivation. I don't think, except, you know, he scooped the entire mainstream media. No. And I have in my book, I have this section on that, on how that all went down. And it was re- it's really a fascinating story because I talked to Linda Tripp. I think that was her last interview before she passed and Lucianne Goldberg, who, if you remember, was the one who possessed the tapes. And Lucianne Goldberg was talking about how frustrated she was that the media, she had these tapes and the media did not want to touch it. So it was out of frustration that she just picked up the phone and called this guy named Matt Drudge, who she kind of knew of, but more knew of through Ann Coulter, who was a friend of hers. Well, Lucy and Ann Goldberg had her own site, didn't she? Um, she? She had her own web uh, news aggregating site. Uh, wonder why she didn't publish it herself. It, that... She didn't have that at the time. Ah, uh, I see. She's yeah. uh, she's the mother of uh, Jonah Goldberg from uh, from the National Review. Right. And one of the great, one of the most fun parts about this book was I, you know, going back in time and retracing how Matt Drudge rose to power. There's all these conservative power players like Tucker Carlson, Jonah Goldberg, um, and Coulter. The list goes on and how they were all connected. Um, Kellyanne Conway, George Conway, all these people were really connected back in the 90s as part of what at the time was described as the right wing conspiracy. Well, I would love to sit down and have a drink with him. I can't. I, I imagine uh, there's no way in hell he would ever do that because uh, he. he I, I read a story of somebody that drove out to his uh, his compound out there in the uh, in the Everglades, and uh, apparently the landscapers had left the gate open, so he was able to go up and knock on Drudge's door, uh, refused to answer the door, and uh, and then uh, raised hell that the guy had the nerve, you know, to to come out and speak to him, but. Uh, he is Which a, is ironic because Matt made his living. He did door knocks, cold door knocks, and his journalism. That reporter was just doing good journalism. Exactly. That's uh, that is interesting. So, Matt Leshack is an investigative reporter and author of the new book, "The Drudge Revolution: The Untold Story of How Talk Radio, Fox News, and a Gift Shop Clerk with an Internet Connection Took Down the Mainstream Media." You can get that book right now. On Amazon, it's released tomorrow. You want to get uh, get a copy of that, and uh, it'll be a good read to find out about this very reclusive and mysterious man who shaped so much of American public opinion. Matt, thanks for joining us. I hope you come back again. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Take care. Mojo.
When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.